0: Hey, hey, everybody, let's have some fun.
1: What's up? I know usually we start with some super interesting banter, but I have a story that I I want to tell you guys. Oh, right off the bat, I like that. Don't get your hopes up. It's not a good story, but it's just a (laughs) sign that um, I can tell I'm finally getting old. So (laughs) one of the really important... Parts of my life is working out, going to the gym, lifting weights and stuff. And no. I like to, I like to do a lot of squats and I like to do a lot of deadlifts. And I'm, I'm, I like to think that my legs and stuff are all in pretty good shape. But the other day I, or this, this weekend, I spent the entire weekend basically just laying around on the couch, except for, I went to the gym on Saturday mm-hmm. and I had a killer workout. It was great. And then, um, I went to, I think I was at like Eight o'clock at night after spending the whole day um, laying on the couch, I went and made myself a sandwich, you know, trying to not be a piece of crap and just drink and eat all day. I made something healthy. And I'm carrying it back over to the couch. And as I'm sitting down to the couch, I completely, like, blew out my knee. Just sitting down onto Uh the couch. Uh So now I'm walking around, like, my knee hurts. I can't really... uh, squat down or bend down or do much of anything um
0: (laughs) shit right now
1: yeah like Uh, i mean i can walk around fine but i'm kind of like it hurts to walk stairs hurt i can't if i squat down like full range of motion squat i can't do it so um just goes to show that working out and being healthy is pointless because when you sit your lazy ass down onto the couch your knees are going to give out apparently
0: What so what's it like at the gym for you right now if that's
1: uh basically just leaning into the the bro stereotype and not doing a lot of legs this week. Wait, Mostly you're supposed arms. to do legs at the gym? <laughs> that's what they tell me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm super uh, I'm trying not to lose my mind about it because I feel like this whole year, the last like I don't know, 5 or 6 months I've been really trying to hit the gym hard. And, um, it seems like every two or three weeks I get some injury in the gym that like stunts my progress. And this is just like literally sitting down onto the couch and, uh, tweaked out my knee. So maybe
2: your sandwiches are too heavy.
1: <laughs> Honestly, it was a pretty <laughs> thick sandwich. <laughs> I think I put like a pound of, uh, of sh- like sliced deli turkey meat on there. <laughs> Might have to Those start cutting right. it in half. Take, Take half, take <laughs> yeah. one at a time. <laughs> but then I, but then I'd have to take two trips. True. And at that, at that point, it's almost cardio, and then and I would lose all my, that. I'd lose all my muscle doing that.
0: What? Anyway, do, so
1: that's that's my week right now. Do you
0: have like
2: a leg day?
1: I usually have like two leg days in a week.
2: Yeah. And now that's I like
1: ninety percent more than
2: what I do in a week for like <laughs> So, yeah.
0: so why do they say leg day? But you're doing two.
1: Well, one one day for each leg. <laughs> like Monday is my right leg, and then Thursday I'm rested up well enough to hit my left leg usually.
2: He likes to space it out.
1: I like that. It, it helps build
2: stamina too.
1: I can yeah, get exactly. behind that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm hoping that just like taking it easy over... Like, the the next couple days, I'm going home to see my family for Christmas. I'm hoping that just, like, not being in the gym will help it, and I'll be able to come back full force next week. But, yeah, anyway. Some R&R. It's such a a vain, like, lame thing to be upset about, so I'm trying not to be upset about it, but it it sucks.
2: Anyway.
0: It's
1: important to you, so to kind of be... Yeah. What'd you do to it? I think... um, Well, I don't really know what the diagnosis is, but basically I had my foot like planted forward and then like my knee like twisted out to sit down. And Mm -hmm. I think it was just like at a weird, I was trying, trying not to like spill my sandwich. Right. And so I had my foot at a weird angle, like stepping over something kind of between the couch and the coffee table. And I was Mm -hmm. just like in a weird position and then tried to sit down and I used to be an athlete. Like I used to wrestle in high school and be like in weird positions all the time, and you know didn't get hurt. Now just like thinking about anything uh, Man, starts to make me sore.
2: Isn't it crazy to think about the things we did when we were younger, like as kids, you know, twelve years old, you're running around, yeah. jumping off of things, and it's like your joints are just completely fine the next day. It's like bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. And now well, you know you're eating a turkey sandwich, and it's like you tear your ACL. That's a <laughs> that's weird yeah. thing. Is
0: it? It's like as you get. Even slightly older, you get more brittle because when we were in the hospital with Rivers, the nurse in the NICU was like, Don't be afraid to just bend him or pat him or just be pretty firm with
2: him, toss him, bop him. She, she twist was like, him. She was like, <laughs> I, a lot
0: of people think babies and they think. I gotta be really careful, but she's like, we've had people that have dropped their babies, and then they just come back in. The baby's perfect. I'm like, who, who dropped the baby?
1: They don't call the bad parent police. They just like make them surrender their child at that point. They're made of rubber. They're like bouncy balls. She was like, boink, yeah, boink. except for that that um, you know, self destruct button on the top of their head. That's right, like their one, the soft spot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's dude i'm so oh, scared of babies because that's of that. what like, happened
0: to nick
2: i was kidding oh someone <laughs> pressed That oh, makes reset sense now he he pressed
0: it way ba- too many times he got banged against the wall
1: <laughs> <laughs> they hit reset like every other day every time he'd start crying they just rebooted him yeah
0: Well that's what i do in the van if he starts acting up i just take my wallet and just go <laughs> right over the top of his head how and does, does that work like, out for you? He usually? resets. He's like, who am I? And it helps with, a lot. I'm like, you're my brother. It's, you're a guitar player in our band.
2: It's like, beneficial oh. too when he uses his wallet because then I usually buy myself lunch right after that. <laughs> yeah, there a little bit of, little bit of cash even falls know. out. <laughs>
1: That's funny. So, uh, we, how, What? I was going to say. I was going to say, how, how's your guys' week going? Anything exciting happening to you? Besides, you know, you're not breaking your knees or anything. Go ahead, yeah, baby. working on new music like always, but um,
2: pretty excited to share some stuff that I mean Jake, you know this, but we're uh really starting to get the gears turning for the next record and mm. gearing up for like twenty twenty one kind of taking like the last part of this year to kind of plan as much as possible um like what we can, what we know we can control right now, and kind of right. dream a little bit and and put some things in motion so it's kind of nice I feel like a lot of the industry normally kind of takes it slow during this time anyways so I'm trying to pace myself and rest and kind of you know spend some time outside work out um just relax a little bit more and and get kind of in that place of dreaming and planning again for uh next year so it'll be it'll be good but yeah be home uh, for Christmas with the fam, so that'll be nice. Sweet. And then eating too much food, like always. <laughs> yeah, nothing Mama wrong with ma- that, man. Mama
0: no. makes that sugary good homemade <laughs> prime rib. <laughs> Jake knows about Mama Carrie's homemade chocolate chip. Oh, cookies. I know.
1: You guys do. You guys do prime <laughs> rib for Christmas? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So good.
0: What, what do you guys do? do?
1: Uh, we do lasagna usually. Whoa, Italians! Yeah, we are Italian through and through. How, good, it ta- how Italian are you? Uh, I'm actually only like maybe an eighth. Well, that's Still gonna counts. be disappointing for the female not majority. The majority podcast. share of myself is not Italian, but <laughs> uh, my I feel like my my mom's side of the family is super Italian. Um, like my my grandma's family came over from Italy. Yeah. So I don't know where where our bloodlines got watered down, but you know, <laughs> so we, we lean into it as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, it's Somebody a pretty will... potent gene, you know. Like you only need a little bit to seem super Italian. I feel yeah, like that's, you have that's the how traits. our family is. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You can see it in you and your sister, and we've hung out with even some of your um, extended family before, and it's definitely there. Um, yeah,
2: like your. We're like one percent Italian, and you can't really tell. I mean, you can, yeah. but you can't. Aren't we mostly
0: yeah. Native American?
1: You are I don't not think mostly, mostly Native, Native no. American.
0: <laughs> I mean, more. I mean, more than <laughs> Italian. White people always try to. <laughs> I'm all of these.
2: Yeah, you ever? I'm did sorry. you guys ever do that test where you go back and tell like which percentage? I think you like swab your mouth and then send it in and they tell you what percentage you are
1: no i've thought about it but i've thought about i don't that really too. care to spend 150 dollars for that or however much it is i think it's more than that it's I like ten thousand dollars i think
0: i was thinking oh, about yeah. calling up the uh chip program that i did back in the day and see if they had any information <laughs> yeah out. I mean, I they, know they know everything about you yeah it's weird i always feel like when i'm browsing on the web or something like i always get like a Immediately, I get like an email about something that I was looking at. Yeah, that's how ads work, I think. It's not that. They have me. And I'm being
1: followed around by like a black SUV. Oh, that might be something else. It might be because you're 1% (laughs) Italian and 99% Native American,
0: apparently. I am 100% Native American, yeah. So uh, what are we
1: talking about,
0: boys? We talking about something? Disney? Yeah, we're not
1: going to talk about this the whole time. Thank God. Nationality? Um, <laughs> no. no. Um, 2020? <laughs> yeah, so the last, uh, I think it was this last weekend. Man, I don't even know. I have no concept of time anymore. It's so the 23rd. It as soon as I wake up.
0: 23rd of December.
1: Yeah, so we we recently surpassed a 1,000 total downloads on this show, which thank you to everyone who's been um, somehow listening to us for, this is episode 13, I think, so... 13 yeah. weeks now. Um, and to celebrate that, we did a little bit of a Q&A on Instagram. And a few of the questions um, were really funny. And a few of them were a little bit more uh, thought-provoking. And one of the ones that came up was about motivation. Um, I think the question was generally just, what is, your biggest, what is your biggest personal motivator? And I thought this would be interesting to talk about since this episode will release on the first of the new year i didn't want to do like a new year episode where we talk about resolutions and that crap (laughs) but i did think it would be interesting to talk about motivation and um, kind of what it means to us what motivates us and like um, if we feel motivated for the upcoming year versus how the rest of this or this past year has gone
2: Mm -hmm. i like that
0: yeah i think i've always kind of viewed new year's resolutions as bogus because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I, I think Jake and I, we've talked about this quite a bit is the whole mindset of the diet is kind of bogus because you, it's really hard to, th- you go into something like that thinking part time or for, a, mm. for a, a set amount of time.
1: Like and temporary. I used,
0: yeah. Right. I think w- when I was younger, I used to make goals and write them down and try to stick to them. But I don't know. I I really think for me, there's kind of something to the the discipline to stick to a day to day routine almost. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like though, probably some people, you know, they stick to those goals that they make at the beginning of the year and then at the middle or the end of the year they're like hey y'all i did my goals you know what i mean i pat me on the back yeah. well maybe maybe doing those goals creates that new mindset for them
1: yeah i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i think it needs to start somewhere like i don't mm. i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with like new year's resolutions but I think it depends on what the what the resolution is or what the goal is. Like, if it's something that's really important to you, I feel like it's you're more likely to stick to it. But if you're just gonna say, "I'm gonna do better about my diet," that's super vague, and you're not actually gonna do that. You know, you kind of need to have a an output based goal versus just like some arbitrary concept. But um, I feel like my view on motivation has kind of changed over the course of my life. Um, For, I don't know, a while, I had always kind of subscribed to the mindset that motivation is bullshit and that it's kind of like we talked, I think last week um, or two weeks ago about luck. Um, It's kind of, to me, this ambiguous concept that people use as a scapegoat for whether or not they're willing to be productive that day. Um, I think mostly I still feel this way because I've found that motivation just like any other emotion is, is fleeting. And at the end of the day, I feel like you have to decide if you're still going to stick to the things that you're working on or if you're going to let them fall by the wayside just because you don't feel a certain way that day. So I've, I've always tried to subscribe to the mindset of discipline over motivation because, um, especially like, I don't know, in terms of say the gym, for example, it's not always fun to go to the gym. You know, sometimes you're you're banged up or sometimes you're on a, in a crunch and you can't really get to what you want to get to or you're annoyed by all the people there, which is me most of the time <laughs> because, dude, the gym lately has been so packed just because people wanting to like give themselves a buffer for the holiday eating or whatever, yeah. you know, it's been so much busier lately and there's it's full of idiots so
0: well what they're probably trying to do i think most people are probably being like i'm not gonna go into the gym january one i'm starting right now you know yeah i think there's probably probably some of that too but i don't think most people think like you in terms of (laughs) i need to put all this on the front end so that
1: i can have
0: all the cookies
1: (laughs) you're right (laughs) there's a select Um, few of you gorillas that do that I think it's called psychopaths is the is the clinical <laughs> yeah. term for it. Oh yeah,
0: gorilla, yeah, psychopath. <laughs> yeah.
1: But anyway, like I've been I have not been super motivated lately and I think this is the first time in my life that I've actually not been all that motivated. And so now my whole like high horse mantra of discipline over motivation is starting to fail me because I'm I think I'm starting to realize that I did actually rely on motivation quite a bit. Mm. And I just recently, for whatever reason, have been not motivated at all to do anything. Like I feel like I don't even want to get out of bed. Like yeah. it hurt my knee sitting down on the couch. So I'm like, why am I even going to go to the gym? <laughs> like I can't even, I can't even sit down properly. <laughs> like what am, what am I doing? Make another sandwich. Yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> um, so I thought, I don't know, like, do you guys feel like there's a difference between Like motivation personally in your personal life and motivation to work, or do you think they're kind of hand in hand? And do you guys rely on motivation to get things done? It's an interesting
2: question. Like to hear you talk about the difference between how you feel about motivation versus discipline, I think it is interesting to break it down because for me, I've never separated them. Um, Whether that's right or wrong, that's what's worked for me so far is the fact that if i don't find things to motivate me then i'm not going to stick to the discipline like Mm. if i have a regimen for the gym or eating or work um trying to even block time out for when i write versus when i'm doing business stuff like emails and anything else like that conference calls i think in order for me to stay motivated for the things that I don't necessarily look as forward to. Um, Like for me, obviously getting to spend a day dialing in sound for the studio on all my pedals and my amps is a lot more exciting than a day of like conference calls and emails and stuff. Um, So that kind of motivates me to be able to do the other stuff that I don't look forward to. Um, But like motivation for me, I feel like comes from a variety of things. Like, I think when it comes to like working out, for example, cause you use that, um, whether it's what you imagine yourself feeling like or looking like, or, um, a big part of it is like when we're on tour, I can tell if we haven't worked out or if we haven't been stopping at the gym or if I haven't just like got, got up out of bed early one day and mm-hmm. went for a run that morning. That stuff will catch up with me and I'll I'll start to lose motivation for like wanting to put on a good show or eat healthy. Mm. Like the days I eat healthy, it helps me feel better about eating healthy versus like, you know, oh I had a sleeve of Oreos today, like I might as well just order pizza tonight. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like I'm already on this path. So today's my cheat day, just like yesterday and the day before. it's like it just keeps kind of going down that um so i think for me like discipline and motivation have to go hand in hand in my brain otherwise um on the flip side like being only motivated and relying only on motivation without the discipline or jake like you said if there's no if there's no like if it's just an arbitrary thing to say like oh i'm gonna get jacked for 2021 like By summer, I'm gonna just have, I'm just gonna be jacked. Well, what does that mean? Like, are you gonna have a six pack? Is that your goal? Are you gonna wear different size pants? Like what, Mm. what's the, like, where are you going? Otherwise, I mean, I could sit here and say, man, I wanna be better at guitar, but compared to what? Compared to like where I was a year ago or compared to like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. those are two completely different things. So you have, I feel like you have to have a, a little bit of a compass with motivation. Otherwise it's like, there's no, you're not really working towards anything. You're just kind of doing without right. ending up somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I do, I do think that your motivation in your personal life is different than the motivation that you're using for work or whatever. Um, I think for a lot of people, finding motivation to work is a whole different animal because I was listening the other day, um, I read an article about how it was a study that was done that was listing the percentage of Americans that are happy with their jobs was 20%. And That's depressing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And that 80% of Americans feel that they're kind of ghosting or floating through their jobs. And Mm. I think the majority of people will never pull out of that 80% percentile. You know what I mean? Like they'll probably stay there because why? Because most jobs offer... Some growth and financial security is a big thing. I think the Mm -hmm. three of us can agree that if we had all the money in the world, a lot of stress would be gone. Yeah, and it and it's not just about getting cars and a and a pool in your backyard. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that stuff comes after
1: you take care of like the important stuff.
0: Yeah. Yep. Pay off your debts and have uh, be able in America where. Healthcare costs an arm and a leg, be able to take care of that, you know, mm. it's, it's kind of a weird, it's a really weird thing, but motivation for work kind of has to be a very, a very discerned, um, diligent Mindset every morning. You know, it usually starts for most people, I think, with an alarm, you know, and yeah. it takes quite a bit of time to get into a routine where you feel like you're really thriving. You know, going to work without feeling like you've taken care of yourself, even for like 20 minutes before you go, is a really dangerous game, you know? Yeah. Uh, there, you know, I talked about on the last podcast how I've been doing this. Um, detailing job during the pandemic and uh if i don't get a cup of coffee and my burrito in the morning before i go to work i show up pretty worthless for like the first few hours you know but but there's been times i go to work most of the guys there we clock in and then we take a few minutes you know um which i i don't know jake i guess I'd be interested to hear how it is for you in a in a more um, a corporate environment, but we most of the time we get together not so much these days during this year, but uh, get together, have some coffee, just kind of talk about what's going on, the ins and outs of work, and mm-hmm. then we go into our stations and do our thing. but um, the uh, a big motivator. You know, I, I always said when I was working with Nick back when we first started music, I said, I, because it's funny, but if you could go to when I was living with Nick in our office, quote unquote, um, Mm -hmm. Nick had a desk on one side and I had a desk on the other. (laughs) Nick, Nick and I laugh about this all the time because his desk was like, he had a marker board and everything was written out and he had like his desk very organized. To and an I think- extent, Well, it, you can't expect much out of a musician, but on on the yeah. other side, on my desk, it was like some notes, my songwriter book, uh, empty glass, which probably had whiskey in it before. And then <laughs> I, I think my mandolin case sat on top of the desk for like- <laughs> six to eight months, but it's weird too, because, you know, we, we talk about this from time to time, but Nick and I kind of, um, ebbed and flowed and met each other in the middle. He loosened up and I started to give a damn. And, um, I always told Nick, I feel like I'll have motivation when I have a family, because for me, um, as a single guy, I think a lot of times as a single guy you think all of my money is going for me. And yeah, I could mm-hmm. be saving for my future. I want to have a wife, I want to have kids, whatever. But I think in the back of your mind is always like I'm going to have a good time, you know. Mm. Which which is still in the back of my mind, but <laughs> I think I think then I was more focused My motivation in the past was more based upon the weekend, Mm. whereas um, you know, once I got married and especially once I had the kid, I everything I do now affects affects my family in some way, and so Mm. I can use them (laughs) as a motivation to to, especially while I've been doing this job during the pandemic to just kind of make ends meet. Um, And I mostly took it because I knew I didn't want to be straining. Like I remember when we first started playing music and the lifestyle of the paycheck that was so slim that you weren't able to go do things with your friends, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that kind of thing. And I didn't want to do that again. So I thought, even though we'd probably be okay. And even though Talbot brothers is still lucrative and sustaining, I don't want to feel like I can't go out to dinner or order takeout. You know, I don't want it to, you know, just groceries and paying your bills and your rent is not really a way to live. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought, I'll go here. I'll do this job so that we have the surplus so that we're able to still enjoy our lives. But I have not enjoyed my life, (laughs) but that's just me, you know? And, and I'm thankful because I think there's a lot of people that, you know, there's a ton of people during this whole thing that have lost their jobs and not been able to do this. But Mm -hmm. I think having, having family, um, at least for work, you know, I don't, I think ta- I think personally my motivation is very different, but for work and my job, music, which is my main job and what I care about the most, it's always been family. In my mind, um, if we have something planned, an event or something f- for family, um, and then a work thing comes up, if a show comes up, we're... Nick and I talk about this all the time, trying to weigh, okay, at the end of the day, I play this really great show and it benefits my family, right? Because mm. that, that return from the show comes back and helps us out. But um, if you have plans to go to Cancun or something and then someone asks you to open for Neil Young, then how do how do you make that decision? You know, is your Yeah. I've always had a hard time with that because I've oh if if a family is my main motivation. But being gone, our job is kind of being gone mm-hmm. is what brings the return for my family. Mm-hmm. Not being there for them is a is a weird brother. Can you explain that? somehow how do we do that
2: (laughs) i mean i think it's what you just said i think it's uh it's interesting because you know you think about somebody who might travel for work um if they're with a law firm or if they're in a in an organization that requires them to travel for events or whatever it is it's it's really the same thing um except the the duration is longer and I think because there's a perspective on the outside, there's a stereotype of musicians just, you know, it's been the old adage of sex, drugs, and rock and roll um, was, was what it was, right? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I feel like as a musician, there's so many of us that are, um, you know, raising a family and who are genuinely interested in making a difference through their music because they have something to say but they're also wanting to get paid for it. That's how you know we pay our bills. And at the, the very same time, it is the thing that pulls you away from the house you're paying for or right. the family you're providing for. Like Those are the things that you are working for, but it's pulling you away from them. And like you said, I think when it comes down to weighing whatever X versus Y versus Z is, when it, it's laid out in front of you, I think we've kind of made it a thing where it's a time by time. Like, there's not a, a generic template that we slap over it. It's right. usually been per circumstance or per show or per offer or whatever it is. Right. Um, and it requires sacrifice on, on either side. Um, you're either either sacrificing um, because you're not able to be there, and then your family is sacrificing because they're you know they don't get to have you there. Yeah. So it's kind of a fine line to walk at times, I think, and super grateful to be able to do it. And I think a lot of the passion and the love for it, like we, I'm speaking for you too, bro, but it's like we fall into that 20% of America where we actually do love our job and we're passionate about it. But it doesn't mean that it's all Skittles and rainbows because there's, there's still shit work. There's still parts of the job that are laborious um mm-hmm. nobody sees a lot of the overnight drives and the sleeping in the sprinter van and a you know a ta parking lot on the interstate and right grabbing a gas station coffee because you got an interview you got to get to it 8 a.m in a mm-hmm. city that's three hours away and <laughs> there's the things that happen behind the scenes that they are strenuous and they are um they do push you they do wear on you, um, and I think that that's, that's part of the, the motivation, like you said, bro, is part, part of what helps get through all that stuff is even the show itself, being able to show up to the venue, unload, do a sound check, and then have everybody there that night, and you have this one experience with everybody that it'll never be created like that again. You can't mm-hmm. recreate that same show you know, the songs might be the same. You could play the same set list. You could, everything could be the same, but the experience that you have, the moments that you have, everything about that night will never be replicated. And that right there is a huge motivation just to be able to provide that for people who come in with a, a heavy heart or Maybe they just want to get away. Maybe maybe everything's good. They just want a date night or they want to escape. And to be able to provide that is a, like, that makes me really grateful to be able to be a part of that. Because it's also doing the same thing for me. Mm. So it does motivate me. It's a weird thing. Like, you, I think we talked about this. You leave drained, but you also leave feeling really filled up because mm-hmm. you're doing what you love. It takes a lot out of you, but... Do what you love.
0: Well, it's kind of a payoff, right? And if if we want to talk about exercise, working out too, um, it's a heavy load on you physically and mentally in order to have a major payoff. And I think that's the way we've always viewed tour is if we can just, you know, before we go on tour, brother, we kind of have a... A sacred thing. Like we've always said, make sure you get a good breakfast, like get up early enough to cook a good breakfast. And we try to keep everything in the van in its place so that when you get into that rig, you have kind of this structure because tour is the opposite of structure. It's chaos. Uh, you know, you're essentially dealing with different clients, different venue owners who run their places completely different than the next the whole time, right? Some are super relaxed. Some are not relaxed at all. Sometimes there's a green room. Sometimes the green room is the van, you know? And um, I think you and I have kind of tried to make a MO or a a certain way that we do it so that when we get to that point where we're super worn out, at least, you know, where your backpack is, you know, or where, or where the granola bars are, you know, there's just yeah,
2: the small constants,
0: those simple things that you don't have to think about that secret compartment on, on both of our bunks, you know, just weren't supposed
2: to tell anybody about that, but (laughs) (laughs) they don't know where it is.
0: (laughs) They just, anyway, it's just kind of a thing. And I think, um, well, I think and Jake some-
2: can attest to that too coming in. Um because not only do you and I have that, but when we bring anybody on board or anybody's a part of it, try to provide that too where even if it's like this is my bucket seat. This bubble belongs to Jake. Like <laughs> everything around this area is Jake's and you yeah. just you leave it like you know that's Jake's and you just you don't even sit in the seat. It's like you know how sacred that one constant thing is Mm -hmm. to each person. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, I was just thinking about the time that we all, all four of us had slept in the van after like an overnight drive. And we're all just like looking around when we wake up in the morning, like, you know, it's just that (laughs) moment of like, God, at least I have my own seat. Right. It's like the little things, you know? Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, Something you guys talked about earlier um, was really interesting to me. It was like right at the beginnings. uh, One of you said something about, "Well, I'm not working out today, or I've already had a cheeseburger or something, and so I'm just going to have some Oreos." Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's there's two kind of people when it comes to motivation. I think some people say, "If I'm not going to be working out today, then I am going to be super good," so Mm -hmm. that (laughs) while i'm not burning the calories i uh am not hurting myself tomorrow you know but then there's another kind of person that's like i'm not working out let's have the double cheeseburger let's have (laughs) the oreos you know and and that doesn't i i am just realizing after you guys said that that's me but
2: (laughs) you're just now realizing
0: that's not right right it's supposed to be if you're if you're not taking care of yourself that day then take care of yourself in the kitchen
2: a little well, bit right is there a right or wrong or is it just preference for each person jake answer this question for <laughs> well, us jake, what,
1: jake where do you stand <laughs> it depends on it depends on the season and i think it, uh, i think um a lot of people will actually do the opposite where they say hey i worked out today so give me the pizza you know nah. Damn. They don't understand that they're like 300 calorie little jaunt on the treadmill <laughs> versus the 1200 calorie pizza they're about to smash over their sink. um Doesn't really balance out. <laughs> so yeah, Um for me, like if I don't work out for a day, I don't, I don't know. It, de- it really does depend on the day. Like if I'm really, if I'm really serious about trying to lose weight or something, then um that like that's a very specific season of my life because I am very disciplined with that. So if I'm not working out that day, then I know that my calories need to be in check for sure, because I'm not doing anything to make up for it. Um, and it's like, uh, it all, it all adds up. But if I'm in a season where I'm at right now, where like I'm actually trying to gain weight and, um, I don't have like anywhere I need to be where I'm going to be taking my shirt off anytime soon. Like I'm, I'm way more laxed about it, but I'm still, I'm still usually trying to choose like quality um, choices. I'm not like ordering Papa John's at every turn, just (laughs) just for the sake of like, I'm trying not to eat super terrible still. So, but like I said earlier, I'm kind of a psychopath. Like I, there is no decision that I am able to make in full happiness. Like if I (laughs) choose not to have the pizza, then I'm like, man, I really want that pizza. But if I choose to have the pizza, then I'm like, I'm just completely destroying all my other goals, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I live in this constant state of unrest. So, a little glimpse into the way my brain works for you all. Where do you think that comes from? Does that come from
2: just trying to find contentment in the thing or like, or the thing that you're working towards? Like, it's not so much the pizza that you feel guilty about, it's the fact that. You busted your ass at the gym and you feel like it might set you back a little bit because you had the pizza. Yeah. Or I
1: feel like Is it just it, the pizza itself? Like oh, I shouldn't do <laughs> <get> this. <laughs> no, it's never the pizza itself's fault. It's always a deeper lying issue. is <laughs> you know, the gorillas the fault. pizza didn't not, do anything? It's not um, Papa John's fault. Right. right. It, gotcha. I think it's it's this like perfect conflict of like I care so much about certain things that I feel like if I break and have, you know, eat the full pizza, then I am doing a disservice to my goals, the, the thing that I'm really passionate about. And I start to question, well, what are you just like a fraud? Do you actually care about this thing that you, mm-hmm. you pretend to care so much about? But then on the flip side of that coin, I also never want to be the guy that is missing out on life experiences or like right. just, you know, the simple pleasures of life for the sake of vanity, essentially. Um, cause that's really, you know, what the gym boils down to. I, I like the mental <laughs> challenge of it all, but I also at the end of the day, want to look a certain way. And that's, that's a very vain. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I think it's, it's vain. Um, so it's a weird, it's a weird balance that I, I always have to do. Um, yeah, I
2: get that. There's, there's like multiple ways to even look at that. It's like, you want to look good. There's another way to look at it as you want to be healthy, like mm-hmm. overall your body, um, the third thing is like you want to establish some sort of routine that might help you get outside of your normal agenda that just helps you kind of be in a mentally healthy place for work that day, or you unwind right. from work that day. Right. Um, so like, yeah, I think that's the whole thing of the motivation. Like you talked about is it depends what your goal is with it. I mean, cause it could take the same motivation to achieve all three of those things. It's just all three of those things have different outcomes like, Oh, right. I want to look good or I want to be healthy or I just mentally need a break.
1: Yeah. And I also, Ooh, interesting. I also feel like I'm, I'm usually trying to foster this mindset or persona or, or something of just feeling like I'm in control. Like I, I don't ever want to feel like I'm a, I'm a slave to food or I'm a slave to like simple pleasures either. Like, this is where I think motivation can be dangerous because a lot of times people are super motivated with their diet. We keep using gym and diet as an example, but I think it's something a lot of people can relate to. A lot of people are really motivated with their diet um, when they're emotionally feeling well, you know, and, and other aspects of their life are easy um, or bearable. But as soon as they have a bad day, they say, well, I've earned this indulgent, meal because i had a bad day right but if you have this really important to you goal of say i want to lose 15 pounds in the next 6 months or whatever if that's super important to you then you need to weigh whether or not you're going to invent situations where you say you deserve certain things because that's a different that's a different emotion than motivation and that's where your motivation has failed you if you're able to just say like, well, today uh, I had a hard day, so I'm going to eat an entire cake and, and sit in the bath- bathtub and cry by myself. <laughs> um, that's a completely different emotion than feeling motivated. And so that's where I feel like people need to rely on discipline and where the actual goal, you have to decide how important your goal is and, and weigh like, dude, if your day was really that terrible... <laughs> Then you, you did earn it. But if you're telling yourself that it's that terrible just because you want to eat cake in your bathtub, then. Oh, I uh, see like an excuse. Like right. You're trying
2: to find an excuse to, yeah, because like to me, motivation is like the reason that you behave a certain way. Like, mm. why do you behave that way? Well, there's a reason for that. So, like, what motivates? I guess for me, that's like how I've always thought of motivation. But it's interesting to hear you say. You like fabricate these a person can fabricate a reason or an excuse in order to do something, which I feel like we do that all the time as humans. it's like we yeah, we try to find a like a loophole somehow.
1: Like, yeah, I mean I just I feel like it's a slippery slope, um, yeah, like if you pizza. really enjoy drinking or you really enjoy pizza or whatever, um, and you tell yourself that you have earned your right to have nine glasses of wine or an entire pizza or 20 beers anytime uh, someone at work pisses you off, then you're going to get, you're going to be really irritable at work because it's like a, it's like a mental reward for having been pissed off that during that day. Right. So this is where I try to, I try to teach myself like, Despite all those other things, stay disciplined in your goal, because there's always going to be things that try to like knock you off course, right? And yeah, I think the way that I view motivation is just like that feeling of excitement to go out and do something. Um, I guess there are probably a few different definitions of it, like a motivated action, but like there are days where I feel super motivated and excited and like ready to go to the gym. I'm like looking forward to the workout. Um, and ironically, those are usually the days that I have the worst workouts because my expectations are so high of what I'm going to accomplish <laughs> that day. Yeah, I use that. But there's also yeah, a you, lot of you days like set where the bar I'm too high. Yeah, there's days where I'm tired and I'm beat down and like right now I'm like all of my joints hurt and really what I should do is take a day off or a week off or whatever. But I keep going and grinding through it. Um, I'm not motivated. And I wanted to go back to Ty when you were talking about like most of the, most of the time people's day starts with an alarm and you need to have your coffee and kind of get your day started. Like I can honestly say that those things don't motivate me. Like they don't put fire in my, in, or wind in my sails or fire in my soul, you know, because I'm usually doing all of that begrudgingly. But the thing that motivates me. I guess um, to get through all of that is the reward of like, I'm very financially motivated um, knowing that like I'm going out and doing something meaningful and um, getting compensated for that. Um, That's usually what (laughs) keeps me going, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I don't, my my alarm does the opposite of motivates me. It it usually just pisses me off. <laughs> I
2: see the difference between both those things that you guys just said. It's it's interesting to even break those down because then your motivation is like the overall goal. Like, what's the long term? Like, where is this taking me? Is this necessary? Is this worth my time? Is this important or is this like distracting? Is it a waste of time? Is it unnecessary? Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side of it, like Ty was saying, where it's like finding um, contentment and like the little things in your day that could take you to that long-term goal, which like, if you're a person that's just focused on, like, I know where I'm going, then those things might not be as important to you. Mm-hmm. Where as if you're a person who has the overall goal in mind, but you're trying to take it like a day at a time or a step at a time, those things might be the wind in your sails, like you said, that To help you through so like when you're looking at the long-term goal what's what do you use as like because I'm just curious like what what are the things that a person would use or that you use Jake where you find motivation to get to that overall goal because like it sounds like that's the thing that motivates you but is there anything along the way to that that like helps you or is it just the doing it like making steps towards doing it and seeing like the progression
1: or yeah i think is it like ordering papa john's on a friday (laughs) i think for me um progress and momentum are big motivators to keep going so i'll answer this question in a couple different ways so three years ago or whatever when i was in college um there were days where I had no motivation and I was, I was run down and I was tired and stressed and I didn't, I didn't want to study. I didn't want to do all these things. Um, But to use your words, I knew where I was going. I had like this vision in mind of this career that I wanted, this specific job that I wanted. And that vision is what kept me, um, kept me going even when I like didn't want to. So that to me really is the difference between a motivated day and a not motivated day is like, is today a day that I actually feel like buckling down and doing the thing or do I not want to, but I am going to do it anyway. Mm. Um, So the times where I knew where I was going and I knew what I needed to do to get that, that's when I was able to buckle down and not really care about how I felt because I knew what I needed to do to get the thing that I wanted down the line. Um, And as I started seeing like progress, you know, like I started to get attention from these companies that I wanted to work for, I started getting interviews and offers, and then eventually, you know, the internship and then the full time offer. Those things really like kept kept. I keep wanting to say fire in my sale, but I don't. I don't think that's a thing that you would want. But <laughs> I keep both oh, might not make. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's those things kept me going because I don't know. Success is kind of addicting, Um and when you can check off those boxes and hit those milestones, it's, it is kind of addicting and and keeps you going, but. The other half of this answer is right now. I don't have a defined. I know where I'm going. Right. It's like a very strange time in my life because I feel like once you, maybe people who have you know gone gone to school or um, you know worked done a whole lot of background work to get to a certain point, you realize once you get to that point because that had made up. 12 or 15 or whatever amount of time of your life, years of your life. Once you get there, you don't really know what's next because for the majority of your life, all you've ever thought about is that point. So now I'm at this point where I've got this job that I had put on such a high pedestal, a place that I really wanted to be and that I'm very fortunate to feel that I am at, um, looking to the future. I don't, I don't know what's next. So I'm, I'm having a hard time. Um, even being disciplined because I don't know what that is getting what that is getting me towards. Before mm. I knew that even when I didn't want to do it, the work that I was putting in was still getting me to this very specific point, this very specific yep. thing. But now I don't have a thing necessarily. So not only do I not feel motivated to like do certain things, but I also am having a hard time even being disciplined with them, which is like the worst combination <laughs> ever.
0: Well, I think the majority of people are going to hear what you just said and feel like that's me, you know? Yeah. I think I think a lot of us have a job that even if it feels like we got into it under fortunate circumstances, mm. that it isn't exactly after some time there, it isn't exactly what we dreamed we would be doing. Mm-hmm. It's like you said— I'm moving towards this position in this job, getting mm-hmm. this job. That's a huge motivator mm-hmm. and uh, it's crazy the way that can motivate you. But then once you get it, you know, it's kind of like the whole, uh, mouse in the cage. Once he, once he has that mouse and he has, uh, no, I can't talk about that. That's good. That's. Too you mean like a
2: dog chasing a car? That's
0: like, what I was going to say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Much better. Much better. What's he going to do once he gets the car? He gets the this car. Is the
2: excitement and the chase. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: 100%. But this is a perfect segue because I was going to say that I think I am a dog when it comes to motivation. I, yeah. I have a dog. She's four years old this year. And the thing that I have learned and realized about her every day, it's not about What we do, it's about the routine of it. Mm. So, like Jake, you said, you know, your alarm is something that you hear and you're like, no, (laughs) I don't like this. Yeah. But for me, a kind of person is like, the alarm is the only way that my commencement happens. So, the alarm Mm. happens, then the coffee, then the burrito. And once those things are out of the way, then whatever's next. But my dog. Which I realize I am a dog because she just wants to wake up, have her food at 8am, hang out, just chill because no one's really up and around, you know, people having coffee, but it's not like playtime. She wants to play and then she wants to go for a walk. And then once she goes for that walk, she comes back, she chills out, she relaxes and then noontime she eats again and then... Afternoon progresses where she just kind of hangs around and people are in the kitchen. She just follows them around and then she needs another walk. So she does that walk, but she counts on that. Like if you go into your bedroom and you change clothes, she immediately thinks in her mind, we're going for a walk. Yeah. Like if you're putting on these clothes, like if I put on black shorts, she thinks we're going for a walk. Yeah even if it is dead a winter and all I'm going to do is go run on the treadmill. Right. She sees that and she's like here we go. Yep. Let's go, you know. And that's the way that that's the way that I'm motivated is if I can have this bare bones routine my wild stupid crazy creative mind is able to navigate and flow around all of these things because those things are always going to happen. Like, Mm. even if I have a bad day, the coffee's at 7am and lunch is at noon Mm. and the dog walk is at four. You know, if I can, if I can keep that structure, then I'm motivated to do anything that comes my way. If I don't get those things, Nick, you and I have been talking about when we go home for Christmas um, we kind of miss out on like the full gym experience, right? Right. And and you've been a little wound up because <laughs> yeah. you haven't you haven't been able to get that full experience where you're like pushing yourself to the max and you got your endorphins going mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. You come back from the gym. If I come back from a run and then I write, my writing is. I was just listening to. A podcast the other day it was obviously joe rogan and obviously, he had us
1: <laughs> we, we don't listen to anyone else our lord and savior. The lord and savior uh, joe rogan
0: <laughs> he had a um he had a sleep expert on there and and the sleep expert was talking about how if you get a six plus hour night of sleep your performance as an athlete he was talking like specifically like Olympians. Right. Your performance as an athlete the next day is 20 to 30% better than it would be if you didn't get that sleep. So you think about how many nights you stay up. You know, there's always that funny thing like, can't sleep, so I look at my phone. Mm -hmm. But I look at my phone, so I can't sleep. Right. You know, if you don't sleep, you don't get that full rest to be able to go into your next day with energy to be able to do all of your stuff. Mm. And I and I think I think motivation is a huge thing and it can motivation can push you through a day where you got five hours of sleep the night before and the right. job ran you down, you know, and you can we just say you were talking about this earlier. Can we just say how good cake in a bathtub sounds?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you drop it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Don't drop it. Don't drop it if you got soap. But I think um I think those things can kinda push you to to have a day where you feel like, okay, I've got my rest and um I gotta do my routine. But if I can keep that routine and then find these outliers within the day that kinda make things more interesting, you know, such as a simple thing like going to the store uh, which we don't really do as much right now, and and talking to someone just having like a short conversation—that's kind of like okay, there's still good people in this world. No, I don't. Feel well, it's way. been
2: it's been a thing where you have to kind of invent those things for yourself now, because yeah. like you said, where there's not a gym that I've been able to go to, it's been okay. How do I create a home workout? What mean- what tools can I use? What are the things that I have control over that I can do that? and create that environment, because mentally, as you know, like on tour, for example, Tyler looks over at me one morning, and this was earlier on when we started, and he goes, man, all I need is a shower and coffee. Mm. (laughs) If that's all I get in the day, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the days where we weren't able to get that stuff. um, (laughs) It does make a difference. And, And then he discovers for me, it's like if I don't have breakfast, if I don't eat something in the morning, I'm a bear, and yeah. you don't See, want to be around me.
0: Nick's one of these guys where, like, he has that. Um, he just has that like all the time cut physique. It's because he's Not always true. eating, and and but he's always eating like high protein. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't. I I don't remember the last time I saw him eat a vegetable. It's like constantly <laughs> just meat and ooh dark
2: chocolate. Diet. Yeah. I yeah, hate vegetables,
0: but but if he doesn't eat constantly, see, I'm the kind of person super unhealthy on the road, especially Mm -hmm. where if, um, we, if I know that we need to leave at this time in the morning in order to be, to sound check by this time, I will brush my teeth at the travel center, wash my face with a bottle of water Mm -hmm. and some hand soap. And then without eating breakfast, we're taking off. Yeah. Nick's still sleeping in the bunk. The problem is, Nick wakes up in the bunk and he's like, no. Give me a waffle. I
2: I didn't get a hot breakfast. I didn't get It doesn't even need to be hot, man. It could literally just be a banana and a piece of bread. You you are the king
0: of going into the gas station for hot water for your oatmeal, which there's nothing wrong with. Well, hot water at the
2: gas station for coffee and oatmeal is a (laughs) must. And a lot of times, like, you know, this is like day off, right? So a lot of times day off, you're driving- um, And you're like, all right, we're going to stop and just have a big breakfast somewhere. But the days that we have to be somewhere early or that we've had to drive overnight, um, because a lot of times we'll leave the venue and drive overnight as far as we can and then drive the other half the next morning. It's like you get up and you go. And like you were saying, bro, it is hard to get into that mindset where it's like, it's the opposite. Like anything could happen. The smallest thing could happen and it would just derail you for the day. Yeah. Like yeah. you could get stuck at, you know, at a toll booth for too long and you just, it just breaks you. I but remember this. You one get a time. coffee and a shower and you're like, Oh man, I could sit here all day. I, you know, yeah. they're probably having a rough time, but you don't get it. And you're like, what is taking so mm. damn long mm-hmm. to get through this? I remember
0: toll. this one oh. time we were leaving Boise and that morning, We did not get coffee and we did not get shower. We were driving on the interstate and, um, there was a semi-truck. It was super rainy, could not even see behind us at all. Um, I put my blinker on, went around this semi-truck and, uh, moved around him about five miles an hour faster than he was going. He was going like 65. We go 70 in the van probably most of the time. And I get around the truck and then this little BMW flies up in front of us, um, into the right lane where I had moved into slams on his brakes. So I slam on my (sighs) brakes. We had, uh, the Portland band with us. Uh-huh. They were just sleeping in the back because it was early enough. And so they didn't even know this happened, but he like slammed on his brakes because apparently unbeknownst to me, I had slowed him down Right in the <laughs> passing lane, right? So he does that and I'm like, okay, I'm not getting into this Right in my 4,000 pound van right. with you, okay? So I slow down, he slows down, he... Goes into the fast lane again. So I go back up to speed and then he jets around me and slows down in front of of me again. Yep. So then right as we're coming up on the tail end of a car in the right lane, I go around him and then get up to speed and then he's stuck. Nice. Behind. (laughs) Not on purpose. Maybe on purpose. Uh, Then... I got the finger I got he was rolling down his window it was pouring rain yeah our windows were up he rolled down his window and was yelling at us and it was just like "Ah." but (laughs) this is one of those days where I'm telling you like if I had got the coffee in the shower I would be a completely different person Mm. I would have just stayed slow until he just got it out of his system yeah and gone but we played a little game yeah you know and it's hard, I think, on the road to find these things to keep us motivated because it's kind of a day after day punishment mm. you know it's it's just
2: what do you mean weird. punishment
0: well, I'm trying to say in the mornings, the show is the reward right for the for the long drive and the mm. the oatmeal and the hot water from the gas station. you know the show is the reward, which is great, but it's almost like. Any other person that was going into music, you'd want to tell them, "Hey, just know that around the payoff, around the performance, it's a pretty stressful.
1: <laughs> you can, be. just like any other You're job. Not, yeah,
0: right. And and you know, once you can get to hotels, and if you want to go out to eat, then it gets more fun and more relaxing. But you really do have to wake up every morning thinking about the payoff." It keeps you motivated throughout the, the day, the morning. A musician's morning. We always talk about it, it's like it starts much later, mm-hmm. but we've definitely got up at six a.m. and made those long drives. And how Nick, I think you and I deal with that in a much different way. But
2: yeah, I think it just wait it. It depends what it is in the situation, how long it's been, you know how far we are in the tour um you know like early on in the tour it's always really fresh and exciting and you're you're still really energized and then by halfway through you're a little more worn down and you're kind of able to keep yourself in check a little bit but you get about 75 percent way through and you really got to just take a moment to catch your breath because that does catch up with you pretty fast and then you start taking it out on everybody around you and um, that's why it's important. I think we've done a lot better as of late to find those things that can kind of be our constants or something that just, even if it's 10 minutes, just fills you up a little bit. Right. Um, which is
1: huge, just like in any job, you know. Not much cake, that's kind it, of cake what... in the bathtub when you're on the road, though, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's kind not,
2: of... It's not cake uh, if it is in the bathtub <laughs> on tour. It's not cake.
0: <laughs> it's kind of how... You know, maybe we could end this by telling people that um, there's a lot of different motivators. There's people that are single, there's people that have families, there's people that go to the gym to be healthy, and then there's people that go to the gym for physique. And maybe that physique brings you joy Mm -hmm. and, and makes you motivated to go. And there's really no wrong way to spin it as long as you're moving you know, Mm. and I, and especially now during the pandemic, it's, it's really hard to wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to make the most of my day because a lot of people are stuck at home and they can do just as much. Jake, we talk about this all the time. You can do just as much work at home Mm -hmm. with your um, flexibility as you would do at the office. Mm -hmm. And I, and I always hope that people have enough meaningful things in their life to be able to look at their day and say, I'm going to wake up and make the most of this. And whatever the motivation is for you, it's, it's a fickle mistress, you know, like it's so, it's so hard to find unless I think an important thing is to get a routine and just say, I'm going to keep plugging away and hammering this out. And day 20 of hammering it out I'm not going to fight myself anymore it's just going to be a thing I do Right? you know like how did we learn how to tie our shoes or brush our teeth or you know that kind of thing it's just like over and over every day uh, if, my mom if beat can, me
1: until I figured it out <laughs> tying your shoes. Yeah, she's like I'm not tying your you I'm not tying your shoes for you anymore. You better Jake,
0: learn. you must tie
1: your shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Uh, thanks. Feels good to hear that every once in a while. <laughs> that was the one time this year I'll tell you that. All right, guys. Well, that was over our hour, so I wanted to Thank everyone once again. 13 weeks of listening to us talk about nothing in particular. Uh, I don't know how you guys are doing it, but we appreciate you. Um, (laughs) Be sure to comment, subscribe, uh, rate all the things. Um, Hit us up on Instagram at Podcast and let us know uh, what you want to hear us talk about. Maybe next time could be your idea. And thanks to the listener who brought up um, this question. Um, We're going to try to do more of these Q&A things, I think, because... Yeah, we're kind of, you know, our ideas aren't that good, and your guy, your guys' ideas are more interesting. So, um, be sure to participate in those. And until next time, we'll we'll see you later. See you, you guys. Know.